And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. We've got an end-of-the-week show coming your way. Hope everybody enjoys themselves. Hope everybody has a wonderful day today. Uh, We've got a fun show coming your way. Uh, We're going to be talking to a couple of folks here throughout the course of our 90 minutes live here on the air. We've got Coach Matt Plitt with the EDY Cardinals. His team will be vying for the state championship tomorrow against Vanderbilt Catholic. We'll be chatting with Coach Plitt in the next segment of the show at 1145. Um, And then we also will be chatting with Damian St. Pierre at 1215. We're going to obviously talk with Coach Plitt about championship game Cardinals and the Terriers, but we'll be talking with Damian about who knows what, NBA, college, sports, whatever in between. Uh, We'll be chatting with Damien about that um, in his portion of the show. The bottom of the show, we'll talk some NBA. My 76ers gagged one away last night. The Phoenix Suns got blasted last night. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about some strange officiating stuff in the NBA in the bottom of the show. Involving Scott Foster and involving some of the different things that... um, I think are very interesting and I think it could potentially sway some betting decisions. And um, I don't know. I just don't know how straight up and forthright and honest the NBA is based on some of the stats that I'm going to give you a little later in the show. Um, But first we didn't have any local teams play yesterday, but I will give you a rundown of all of the teams that are um, in the championship games, right? We've got in our 10 classifications, Division One non-select. Yesterday, we had West Monroe get a 4-3 win over Sam Houston. We had Barb get a 5-1 win over Sulphur. So that sets up a championship game in Division One non-select where we've got West Monroe taking on Barb. That's Saturday, 5 o'clock, number one versus number two. Big-time premier matchup. Barb actually has been without their number one starting pitcher for the last several weeks. Um... But he threw yesterday against Sulphur and was absolutely lights out, was absolutely outstanding. They punch a ticket forward into the finals. They face West Monroe, the number one seed tomorrow. You talk about big-time, high-level baseball. (laughs) That's going to be a show tomorrow. you got Barbman, you've got West Monroe tomorrow at 5 o'clock. There's going to be college and potentially future professional players all over that field. That is going to be a showcase of talent tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Division two non-select. <clears throat> We've got a couple of Cinderella's who are competing for the championship. Number eight, Lakeshore gets a win over number four, Eunice, eight to three. Lakeshore will now take on Iowa. Iowa defeated North DeSoto five to one. So you got number eight, Lakeshore. You got number seven, Iowa, Saturday at two o'clock. They'll be vying for the state championship. Two teams that kind of came from underneath, right? Two teams that were not necessarily expected to make this deep of a run, but yet are both in position to potentially win the championship. Lakeshore and Iowa will be doing battle in Division II non-select. Division three non-select. You got number five, Berwick, a somewhat local team. They got a 4-1 to win over Kinder. They'll now take on Doyle who defeated South Beauregard. That's number five versus number three. Berwick taking on Doyle. That's today at 5 o'clock. Berwick taking on Doyle for a chance to win the championship at 5 o'clock today out in Sulphur. Berwick has gotten hot at the right time. They played well at the right time, and Berwick is one win away from potentially winning it all. Friday, 
today, 5 o'clock, out at Sulphur, weather permitting. Division 4, non-select. You got number 1 versus number 3 in the finals. Number 1, Oak Grove gets a 5-4 to four win over number 12, Mangum, in the semifinals. <clears throat> They'll now take on number three, DeQuincy. DeQuincy got a run rule win over number two, Logansport, 10 to nothing. So you got number one, Oak Grove versus number three, DeQuincy. That game is at two o'clock today out in Sulphur. <clears throat> we have a championship game that's actually ongoing right now. That's Anna Coco versus Pitkin. Anna Coco got a four to three win over Chaudrant. Now they'll take on Pitkin, who beat Weston five to four. That game's ongoing right now. Anna Coco and Pitkin taking place right now start at 11 o'clock we'll maybe get you some score updates before we wrap up today's show as we got those two teams contending for the state championship division one select we've got a little bit of a cinderella story brewing right the rumble raiders the number 13 seed in the bracket remember in select only 20 teams made the playoffs right well, we've got the number 13 seed who's all the way in the finals in Division I Select. They defeated Catholic of Baton Rouge 8-2 in the semis. Rumble will now take on Jesuit. Jesuit defeated Pineville 6-4. Those games were played yesterday. So tomorrow in the championship, you got Rumble and Jesuit 5 o'clock um, out in Sulphur. I'm going to try to figure out who beat who in the regular season because obviously I know they played one another in the regular season. Let's see. Rumble and Jesuit played a doubleheader on... April the 3rd and April the 6th, and Jesuit won both games by one run, 5-4 to four and 3-2. to two. So it tells me there's going to be some good ball games out there in the championship round. Anybody's guess who might win that one. Rumble and Jesuit will be taking on one another in the state championship game out in Sulphur for Division One Select. Division Two Select is where we've got the local teams. you got Vanderbilt and E.D. White. <clears throat> Vanderbilt got a 7-3 win over St. Louis in the semifinals. E.D. White got a 2-1 to win over St. Thomas Moore. So that sets up tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Number 5, Vanderbilt versus number 2, E.D. White. Those two teams did face one another earlier in the season. E.D. White swept the home and home. Um, I don't know how much that matters, right? I mentioned this actually yesterday when I was writing about it on Bayou Sports. It's two lopsided results. E.D. White beat them decisively both times. But guess what? South Lafouche beat South Terrebonne decisively both times in the regular season last year. Then when they faced in the playoffs, where did it get them? Got them eliminated, right? Didn't really matter a whole lot. So you got Vanderbilt getting a uh, a victory. E.D. White getting a victory. Now Vanderbilt will be taking on E.D. White Saturday at 2 o'clock. Division 3 select. You got St. Charles getting a 9-4 win over Dunham. They'll now take on Holy Savior Menard in the finals. Holy Savior Menard uh, fell to... Obviously, we defeated Notre Dame 4-2, so you got number one, St. Charles, versus number seven, Holy Savior Menard, today at 5 o'clock out at Sulphur. Division four select. We're rooting for our buddy G. Cassard, Ascension Catholic. They got a 4-1 win over Glenbrook in a two-versus-three matchup. They'll take on a Wachita Christian who defeated Opelousa's Catholic 7-3. Number one versus number two, today at 2 o'clock, a Wachita Christian and Ascension Catholic today, 2 o'clock, Sulphur, Louisiana, be there or be square. And then a game that's taking place right now, we've got Avoyles Public Charter, the number one seed in Division 5 select. They got a 10-1 win over Claiborne Christian. And that sets up a matchup with Family Community, because Family Community got a 7-1 win over Grace Christian earlier in the week. So number one, Avoyles Public Charter versus number two, Family Community. That game is ongoing right now. Just started at 11 o'clock out in Sulphur. Those are your 20 teams competing for the state championship, and we'd like to wish nothing but the absolute best of luck to all 20 of those teams, and may they be successful in their endeavors, play well, play hard, have a great time, 
and make memories that will last for a lifetime. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Matt Plitt of E.D. White. His team is taking the field tomorrow against Vanderbilt, trying to win the title in Division II Select. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the raging Cajun, 1600 a.m., KLEB and 102.6. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford. 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Eight six five five. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
24 hours away from a state championship game between Vanderbilt and E.D. White, a game that is going to decide the champion in Division II select between two of the best teams, well, not two of the best teams, the two best teams in the classification. They have been consistent. They have been outstanding all year. We had Coach Menard on yesterday's show. Only right and only fair that we get Coach Plitt of E.D. White on in today's show. Coach Plitt, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, man. 24 hours away from taking the field and a huge game of significance, a chance to win the championship. I'm sure you guys are jacked up, man. Tell us about the mood of the locker room right now. Definitely. Great great mood. A little tired from uh, from Wednesday, but my guys are locked in. They're ready to go. You know, tell us about that game on Wednesday, man. You guys are in a weird position, right, where you kind of start the game. You're all jacked up and amped up. Then you have to stop. And then you have to stop for a long time. You don't know if you guys are going to play at any point that day or maybe have to go back the next day. And I'm sure just logistical uh, nightmare. But the kids never were bothered, right? Got an early run, took an early lead, then got the walk-off at the end. I was talking to a couple of your parents. They were super impressed with the way you guys handled the whole day. I'm sure you got to be awfully proud of that, man. Tell us about that game. Definitely. And it starts with our seniors. Uh, Tuesday, you know, we had a, a good meeting after – after we practiced, and uh, they, they kind of set the tone. And we went Wednesday, and that rain hit, and we had a good talk again. I told them it was just adversity. You know, you got to, when the rain stops, we got to answer the call. We got to answer the adversity call. And those guys, uh, they never I mean, just stayed locked in. And when that, uh, when that time came and we resumed play, they did just that, stayed locked in. You guys have been so good at recording strikeouts in the playoffs, man. It feels like every game I'm looking down at the, the box score and I'm seeing a kid that had 10, 12 strikeouts. Weimer did it for you again. He was outstanding. Man, just the pitching so far in the postseason for your team has just been ridiculously good. Definitely, and, and it's just those guys once again buying in and, and going out there believing in their stuff, and, and that's what you see the, the benefits of. Maybe a little bit of a, of a or less than ideal situation, but you guys played the second or the, the quarterfinal game on Monday to wrap up that series. So while you're going to have everybody but one guy eligible to throw, it may be, be some shorter rest for some guys. Talk to us about those challenges, man, of trying to figure out how to get the next 21 outs. Definitely. Uh, it wasn't too ideal playing on Monday, but. You know, having that adversity helped us with the adversity with the rain and, and guys are everybody but, you know, Weimer's available to throw and those guys are ready to go. So they understand what's at stake and, I mean, they'll be ready to go. You beat them twice earlier this season. I don't know that the scoreboard's 0-0 zero, zero again, but talk about what it means to know that, hey, you know, we've seen some of their arms and our guys saw the ball pretty well. Like, I'm sure there's a little bit of confidence knowing that, hey, there's not anything they could throw at us that we haven't already seen before. I think there is some confidence, but I think also on the, the other side, of those two games at this point, like I've told my guys and coaches too, is those two games are irrelevant now. I mean, anything you did at those in those two games, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's a whole new whole new game, and you know Vanderbilt's a, a great team. They've been they've been in the playoffs a lot. They won it. I mean, they've been there and they've got the experience, and those guys are playing well. So. Those two games, I mean, while it does give you a little bit of confidence, they, they don't matter now, and all that matters is uh, tomorrow. I had Stan Gravel on my show Tuesday, and he brought up something that I think was a very good point, and I want to ask you about it, is that now you're at E.D. White, which is, you know, historically a very good baseball program, a school that wins a ton, a ton of games. 
But throughout your career, you've been at some places that are not necessarily baseball schools, right? And Stan kind of made the point of, you know, hey, you know, Matt's been in some different situations and he's learned a bunch of different types of ways to deal with things, being in those situations. And he thinks it's made you a better coach because of it. Talk about that, man. It's been a journey. You've been at some places that are not known for their baseball success. Now landing an E.D. White, man, all those lessons that you learned are, show, are, are I'm sure, just piling into so, uh, you know, a mountain of knowledge now that you had that you wouldn't have otherwise had. For sure. I mean, every place I've been to, I've been able to take some piece of information, knowledge or something and just keep it and continue to go with it. And it's kind of the same way that me and my other coaches kind of coach is just, you know, tell the kids any kind of coach you've encountered in your life may not be 100% true, but if you can take one thing from them and, and gain some knowledge from that, keep it keep it in your, your book of secrets, I guess. Uh, so I think it's been... Been a heck of a run going all these different places and just seeing how other schools work and other thing and taking those experiences and now kind of just trying to put it all together. What's the agenda, man? Are you guys leaving late this afternoon? You leaving early tomorrow morning? Walk us through what the next 24 hours are going to look like. We're going to uh, have a team meal after practice today, and we'll we'll get up early in the morning and, and we'll head that way to Sulphur in the morning. You know, I asked Chad yesterday. No, actually, it wasn't Chad. I actually asked G. Cassard earlier this week on the show. I told him you know, they're playing for the championship today. And I said, G, what are you going to tell them before they take the field? And he was open. He said, you know, hey, it's not any type of hoorah movie speech. I'm going to just tell them, go do what you've done all year. You deserve to be here. You're the best team in the state of Louisiana. Go make it happen. So I'm going to ask you the same question tomorrow. Um, 1.30, your team's about ready to take the field. This is the last time you talk to them before they do. What are you going to let those guys know? I mean, almost the exact same thing Coach G said. Uh, game plan will be pretty much the same. Just stay on our team, do what we do best, and put your nose down and go to work, and we'll look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. We talk about this every time we have you on, man. I really think one of the keys to your team is you guys have such, such – um, versatility at the top of your order. You guys get Malos on base and he's running around and, you know, you guys got the, the heart of the order that's driving him in. How important is it tomorrow to, for that top of the order to be dancing around on those bases so that the middle of the order could be driving those boys in? I mean, obviously super important, but uh, not not just their, their baseball or athletic ability or anything. It's just those seniors have been so locked in and they've been leading this team and, and they're going to continue to do that. And they're going to do it tomorrow. So that's, that's going to be step one, and, and once they do that, everything else will fall into place. I think you got an advantage a little bit in that so many of your guys, Coach, have played in championship-level games. Maybe not even in baseball, but maybe with football, you know, a couple years, um, whatever it may be. I don't think that nerves are really going to be a factor, but most of the core of your team have been in situations like this before. For sure. I mean, I... And always, even if you've been there, there's always still some some nerves going, especially when the the crowd's going to be. We have a good sized crowd, you know, and it's playing Vanderbilt, and we're so close to each other already, and so it'll be a little bit. But uh, you know, that's going to be a big key. Who can ever uh, play calm? So, Matt, you're a young guy, and you've played in some big high stakes games. You know, some regionals and NCAA tournament games and everything. Talk to me about the difference between how you approach something like this as a player versus how you approach something like this as a coach. was obviously, I'm sure you're super jacked up and fired up, ready to go, but you're not going to physically be getting the ball tomorrow, right? So talk to me about the differences of how you approach that between the two different roles. 
Correct. Well, the coaches all we all talked about that the other day, man. We wish we could still be playing. Do you think <laughs> to, to go back and play to get the ball or get that at bat? You know, it's it, it's just different as a player. You know, you, you have those emotions, and, and you go out there and you can play with the emotions. As a coach, it's kind of flip side. You got to stay calm as you can, so your players stay calm and kind of just translate that to them. So, I mean, it's all it, it's just it's just awesome. So. Would you rather be facing a team that you haven't seen before, you know, a team that maybe you guys don't have any expectations of or any history with, or is it okay facing a team that, you know, you guys have already matched up with and that the kids know and are friends with and all that good stuff? I think at the end of the day, either way, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, the, the biggest opponent we're going to face tomorrow is going to be ourselves, so we can just play our game. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who steps in that other dugout as long as we stay on a Dude, this has been a crazy first year for you, man. You know, this time last year, you weren't even at E.D. White. The now flash forward 12 months and you're contending for a championship. We've we've asked you about your first year at E.D. White several times. And you had nothing but glowing things to say. But, bro, I'm sure, you know, you're going to take a little time in the next couple of weeks to look back and realize, man, this was awesome. Definitely. Awesome experience so far. The, like I said, the students here the administration here the other coaches that, I, that i've been working with and, and our team it's just it's just been great uh kids baseball side just been bought in the, the coaches are bought in they're doing whatever it takes and administration and other kids that are, don't play baseball have been awesome too so last question that we got before we let you go what are some keys what are some things that you guys have to do well tomorrow to uh, grab that big old trophy and bring it back home i think like i said just uh stay on us Control, we control, put our nose down and go to work. Uh, game plan just like as we played on Wednesday. And I play uh, clean defense, throw some strikes, and have some timely hitting. Sounds like a winner, buddy. Thanks so much for the time. We wish you guys the best of luck tomorrow, okay? Thank you. Yep, that is Coach Matt Plitt with E.D. White doing an excellent job. This is, this is hard for me. <laughs> this is hard for me, man, because on one hand, I'm super excited knowing that you know, hey, we're going to have a team in our local area that's going to win the championship. That that fires me up. I'm excited for Chad. I'm excited for Matt. I'm excited for the boys in both dugouts. I know a lot of them. I've watched a lot of them grow up in the last couple of years. I'm excited for both teams so, so much so. But then there's the other end of the coin is that, hey, tomorrow at about 5 o'clock, someone that you know and respect is going to lose and is going to be devastated. And is going to get their heart ripped out of their chest. That's not fun. That's not something that I look forward to. You know, sending that text message to either Chad or to Matt. You know, hey, bro, congrats on a great season. You know, you guys did great. That's not the part of it that you look forward to, right? So on one hand, there is a small part of me that wishes that they would be in separate brackets, each playing for a championship against someone else, right? So that my rooting allegiances could just be 100% on each of the local schools and I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, hey, well, one's going to win, one's going to lose, you know, who do I, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough tomorrow knowing that, yeah, one of my friends is going to win the state championship. One of my friends is going to finish as the runner-up. But that's the way sports go. And as I told Chad yesterday, both of these teams have made our area incredibly proud. Both of these teams have stories that are worthy of being told. Both of these teams have had championship caliber seasons. 
Vanderbilt has replaced virtually an entire roster of production off of a championship team and have somehow found their way back to the state championship game. That's ridiculous. That doesn't happen. But they did it. E.D. White had turmoil last year. Coaching change in the middle of the year and you know, a school with such rich history really was struggling and not playing well and not playing to their expectations. They have a first-year coach. He's learning the guys and everything of the sort. Big old senior group. And after a couple of years of not being as good as they're used to being, they made it to the top of the level. Now, right? They're like playing a video game. Tomorrow you face the boss, right? Tomorrow you face Bowser. You're facing the big dog, trying to win the championship. Both teams have an awesome story. It's a story worth being told. I wish they could both win the championship. Unfortunately, that's not possible. But we're we're rooting for both to hopefully bring it home. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We'll talk a little LHSAA because why not? They, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. I'll catch a break. We'll talk about some things that have happened today within the association in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed at riley john's blue boot foundation our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14 adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water remember drowning is preventable join riley john's blue boot foundation Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit Septic at viscom.net. That's Septic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank now 70 years strong. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Welcome back to Play by Play. Um, we have spoke often here on the show, and we've got Damien coming up in 10 minutes. But we've spoke often here on the show of this mystery June meeting that the LHSA was going to have, which was going to solve every issue that the association had. It was going to right every wrong. We were going to get everybody together. We were going to have a meeting. We were going to iron things out. We were going to figure out all the mischievous things that were done in September. We were going to get them right. We were going to fix everything that was going to happen. And here we are on May the 12th, and we could tell you that none of those things are actually going to be happening. The LHSA sent out a memo today to athletic directors and principals around the state saying that the June meeting is off. Because they sent out um, emails to principals around the state of Louisiana to try to get the meeting scheduled. And only one-third of the principals submitted the form requesting the meeting. Apparently, there's some little bylaw or something in there saying that you need 50% of the principals to respond to schedule a meeting, and they only got 33%, so there would be no meeting in June. The athletic directors and principals around the state are instead asked to fill out some stupid survey, which I have access to that I'm looking through right now, to express their concerns and express their grievances online through a folder, or a form, rather, that questions being, what's the most or least important plan for you going forward? We should bring the association back together. We should address unfair select, non-select designations, on and on and on. <clears throat> let me uh, let me say this 
in a way that I could generate as much impact and effect as possible. Because at this point, I don't care who gets angry in Baton Rouge with me. And I know that they listen because I kind of have developed a reputation when I see these guys of, oh, he's the guy who's hard on us. <laughs> what you complaining about today, just clear? Well, here's what I'm complaining about today. The LHSAA, its executive committee, and its executive director are inept. Mr. Eddie Bonine should be removed from his position. That should have happened long ago. And until we have new decision makers and new leaders within the association, you know what we're going to get accomplished? Nothing. Because a wise person once told me that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. No matter how many times we shuffle the deck, no matter how many times we try different things, no matter how many different types of meetings we have, no matter how many different types of Google forms we ask the principals to fill out, no matter how many different ways we try to skin this cat, as long as the guy skinning the cat is Mr. Las Vegas out there in Baton Rouge, we ain't going to get nothing accomplished. You know why we ain't going to get nothing accomplished? Because the only agenda that Eddie Bonine has ever had since taking over the LHSA was bringing the organization back together. So his number one purpose this entire time was to break up the split. So he's going to screw up everything in the association until the athletic directors and principals just say, to hell with it, we tap out, we give up, y'all do whatever y'all want to do. In which case, he's going to fly in under the cloak of darkness and say, well, we're ending the split, deal with it. These books have been cooked from the beginning. There have been phony and fake attempts at quote-unquote fixing it. That was never a legitimate aspiration of this current administration. This current administration told you whenever he was hired what he was here to do. I'm here to bring it back together. He's told us a thousand times where his agenda is. Not having a meeting. I've had at least, at least 10 coaches come on here in the last two months telling me that they were looking forward to June so that they could get some stuff ironed out. Looking forward to June so that they could get their grievances heard. Looking forward to June so that they could get their voice to tell the association, hey, this ain't right. This is wrong. What y'all are doing here, this is corrupt. This ain't right. They've been waiting for June. And now like a thief in the night. Oh, sorry, we're not having the meeting. But instead... Instead of hearing your grievances in person, why don't you fill out this Google form? To hell with your Google form. You get this fixed by getting people in the room together and let's have honest conversations about it. But when your executive director and your executive committee or cowards who like to make decisions under the cloak of darkness without getting input from anybody else in the association, this is what you get. We don't want everybody in the room together. No, we're not allowing that to happen. No, we're, um, well, only 33% of the principals responded to the email. Give me a break. Maybe they're, you know, doing other things like, you know, running their school. I promise you if the meeting would have been held in June, they would have showed up. 
You know how I know they would have showed up? Because they told me that they would have showed up. But no one should be surprised. Because much the same as if you are a bad football team and you trot out the same bad quarterback every year, you get the same bad results. The same thing is in play here. As long as we have the same processes and the same bad executive director, guess what? We're going to get the same underhanded results. We're going to get the same inadequate results. We're going to get the same. We're going to make rules up as we go. We're going to change the system in the middle of the season. You could appeal. We'll admit that we're wrong. We'll admit that we made a a mistake, but we can't change it for two years approach that we're getting right now. South Terrebonne High School should be furious about this. The LHSAA told them Hey, we know you're a 4A enrollment. We know you should be in Division II. Ah, but we really can't change it in the middle of a school year, right? So, yeah, you just kind of got to deal with it for two years. Why can't you change it, Mr. Bonine? God knows you changed the football postseason system in the middle of the year in week two. I'm here doing my show. And by the way, the coaches found out about the changes through me because, again, y'all were too underhanded and manipulative to even let them know. So I found out about it before the coaches and principals did, and they had to hear about it from me because your organization is too inept to educate the members within it. That's the reason why 10 years from now, your organization's not going to exist because the schools are going to wise up and realize we don't need these idiots anymore. They're going to make their own organization, and then you're no longer going to be needed. The LHSAA is not needed in the same ways that the NCAA is not needed. But here's the thing. When the NCAA was threatened by the schools making their own organization, they balked. And all of a sudden, NIL became legal, the transfer situation. They evolved. The LHSAA is not willing to evolve because they've got an executive director that's stuck 20 years in the past. So here's what's going to happen. A decade from now, it's no longer going to exist because there's going to be a smart person in one of these rooms one day is going to realize, hey, all the crap that we're doing, we don't need them for that. We could host events without them. We could work deals with the officials without them. We can negotiate deals with these venues for championship events without them. They're not needed. They're a money grab. And they're not serving the schools that they claim that they should be serving because they make little bitty rule changes like this without even consulting the membership. There's no reason that we shouldn't be getting together in June to at least let people vent their frustrations. No reason. I don't give a damn if one principal reply to your precious little email trying to schedule your meeting. If one principal thinks it's worthwhile, then you should meet and gather. Cowards, man. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Damien St. Pierre. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're going to get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. And welcome back to the play-by-play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines one more time, and we have Coach Damian St. Pierre with Golden Medal Middle School, South Lafouche Biddy, South Lafouche Flash, and all that stuff that Damian does. We love having him on on Fridays. D, what's good, brother? How we doing? Hey, Casey, good afternoon. Doing well on a, on a Friday, man. Ready to hit the weekend. Absolutely, bro. If I'm not mistaken, Mother's Day weekend is usually a big AAU weekend. I know I've coached some tournaments on Mother's Day weekend. Will the Flash be active this weekend? And if so, where are you guys going? So our boys' side are going to be in action at the Thibodeau Express one-day tournament. That's on Saturday. They, they do a great job over there. Been, I think that was the first tournament that we've ever gone to back in uh, in. 2014 or 2013, whenever we started, uh, Brian Rhodes and his crew, Thibodeau Express, do a great job. Our girls, unfortunately, didn't have enough teams, so we're going to be off. But uh, all of our boys' teams are participating on Saturday. So it should be a good time out there in Thibodeau. If they're playing at uh, a multitude of gyms out there, and they, as always, they do a great job. Let's talk about the, about the middle school side of things. I saw you guys posted a little flyer saying, you know, hey, we're going to have some open gyms, some workouts, and everything of the sort. And 
Look, man, that's not always the case, right? Middle school kids over the summer usually are, you know, either playing AAU or, or quite frankly, just sitting on the sofa, not doing anything. But you guys are trying to make that a little different and trying to keep the kids active in the gym. And look, man, that can't hurt, you know, keeping them moving around. I'm sure that's going to pay off dividends when the season rolls around. That's what we're hoping. And, you know, we split. Last year we, we did kind of the same thing. Six-week program is what I like to do. Meet a couple times a week. You're not overwhelming anybody at that point. And it's it's enough to get to get better. Uh, we split the girls and the boys for a little more participation. We did our sign-up meeting last night. Uh, talked to a lot of kids that are excited. Talked to a lot of parents that are excited. I think we've got the program trending in the right direction. We're going to announce a, a fundraiser slash uh, two-day basketball camp coming up here pretty soon. And got some good things flowing in in, in, uh, in little old Golden Meadow, man. Proud of uh, what we're what we did last year, and we're hoping to build on that. And we got a our numbers are up, and that's that's exciting to me. I was I was kind of worried, you know, our our, our enrollment's low here, um, but we the numbers are there. You know, we had a bunch of kids sign up last night with with, uh, with hopes to participate in the summer program, and hopefully that leads to big tryout numbers and and success on the on the court, um, you know, later this year. You know, one of the things that I didn't even realize really until I was kind of looking at some pictures in recent weeks is, man. There have now been several all-district and even, like, honorable mention, all-state players who are active right now in the high school circuit that are alumni of the Flash basketball program. And, man, it, it just makes it all come full circle when you see a Jaden a Coleman playing at Vanderbilt as a freshman making all-district or, you know, a DJ Adams making honorable mention all-state at home a Christian or any of these players who are at the high school level now having success, and there are so many others Boy, that's why you guys do what you do. That's why we do what we do, man, like making these kids better and knowing that that early work that they got had a small hand in their success, that's really fulfilling, man. It, it, it's fun to give them an outlet for to be able to display their talent and to work on their craft. And, you know, guys like you know the, the young men that you just mentioned, tremendous athletes, and, you know, we can't take a huge part in what they did. They spent a few years with us, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we, we kind of gave them that, that opportunity to, to get better and to showcase their skills, and, you know, they went on and are having great high school careers, and, you know, hats off to them. They continued to work hard, but I think we laid – a lot of the foundation was laid at those, you know, in those younger years and helped out, uh, hopefully helped out in, in, in there, but it's going to be coming, Casey. We got to – you know, like this year we got nine teams – uh, on the boys and girls side, and it's 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 better than it than it ever was. And we've we've had uh, you know mid level to high range success on on getting folks ready for the high school level, and that's continuing, and that's going to continue. Um, you know, starting this year at South Lafourche High School with with our eighth graders going up on the boys and the girls side, hoping to see them you know continue that success and get some playing time and and just do the things that we know that they could do, and we're happy to be a part of that of their uh, of their careers and to be able to help out. Let's talk some NFL. The schedules were were released yesterday, and apparently the New Orleans Saints joined the ACC in the offseason because they don't play nobody all year. You look at their schedule, bro, they don't, they don't have very many good quarterbacks that they're going to be facing. Kirk Cousins might be the best quarterback that they face. Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Um, I, I mentioned this yesterday. I was talking with a buddy. This does one of two things. A, it's a great outlook for Carr and the Saints, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to win a bunch of games. B, this is it. If Dennis Allen don't win 10, 11 games with this, it, 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 adios amigo, bro. Yeah, the pressure's on him. He, he may win more games this upcoming season than he has in his entire <laughs> career. 
you look at that schedule, and if they're not going into like week ten, at you know, I didn't see exactly when the bye was. If it was before or after, but if they're not, you know, they're not looking at eight, seven, eight wins by by week ten. That's going to be tough. You may have some midseason chatter about, you know, moving some folks around, and there's obviously, you know, Coach Allen got the pieces that he wanted offensively. He's, he's working on his defense as well, and if, like I said, if they're not looking at that seven to eight win mark by midseason, um, there's going to be some chirping. You can't not win those games. I mean, like you said, it's it's almost in fact they're playing the college level schedule. Obviously, the professional teams are a lot better than the college level, but. At the same time, that's that's a very very low tier schedule. I haven't seen anything as far as the rankings of, you know, who, uh, wins and losses. I, I don't know if if Vegas came out with some over unders as of yet. I know that was pretty quick schedule when it got released yesterday, but that's that's slim pickets on that season compared to the to the, the schedule that they've had the last probably five to six years. It's it, it, it's it's time for him to get it going, and if it doesn't happen this year, it's not going to happen at all because you, you pretty much you're getting the a, a gimme schedule for, for 90% of the season. Bro, in the NBA playoffs right now, it's crazy. Uh, we're here. It's May the 12th. Still don't have a clue who's going to win it all. Like, I can make a case for any of the teams that are left with the exception of maybe New York, maybe Miami. Those are probably the two teams that are lacking. But we've got Boston and Philly going to Game 7. Neither of those teams appear all that enthusiastic about winning that series. you got the Lakers who are up 3-2 in the Warriors, but the wheels are shaking a little bit. Anthony Davis is kind of hobbled. The Warriors have a history of, you know, coming back and winning some games in spurts. The Las Vegas is the same way. The, the betting favorite right now is Denver, and that's really because they're the only team that's punched a ticket into the next round. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, man. It's made for some good games and some exciting action. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and you specifically asked me about the Nuggets, about their chances to win. I was like, you know, they're in that top four to five range. I don't know if it's their year. And they seem to be the most, I guess, they, they're they the team that looks like they wanted the most, and they seem to be the most healthy and well-put-together team at right now on May 12th at 12.24 p.m., and that could change tonight. Um, man, what happened to the Sixers last night? It looks like what about two minutes left. They just like said, look, hey, we're good. We're yeah. going to go ahead and not win this game, and Jason Tatum decided to hit a shot for the first time all night. That, that was a weird ending to that game. It's, you got a little physical, and it looks like the Sixers kind of just said, all right, well, we're, we're going to play for the next one. And then you go to, to you know, you go to the West Coast, and you got AD checking out of the game with a head injury in a wheelchair. I'm not sure exactly how that happens or, or takes place, but um, he's soft as usual. Uh, that that series will go either way. Uh, Lakers didn't really seem interested in winning that game in game five to force that game six, uh, for them to have to play that game six. Um, I don't know if they're going to close out. The Warriors are hard to close out. If you got the, if they got the three-point shot going, they're going to be hard to beat, and hopefully we get another Game 7. I'm all about Game 7, but I'm sure that um, you know the, the officials and, 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 and everybody in are also interested in Game 7 being more money for the NBA. So kind of where are we looking for that to go? But like you said, wide open, and this is, this is a great time for basketball, as I always say about this time of the year. But don't count out, you know, even though – I counted them out not to even get in the playoffs to lose to the Bulls in a play-in game. Don't count the Heat out. They just, at times, they look like the best team in the league, but it, it's few and far between. But at the same time, if they could hit that spurt and you got Jimmy Butler going off, he decides that he doesn't want to lose, they're they're hard to beat. They're going to be hard to put away for four games in a series. So don't don't count them out. Um, kind of look for them to take care of business against the Knicks. But 
um, everybody's got a shot. That's, that's, that's kind of what you want. You touched on this a minute ago. I wasn't going to bring this up, but because you did, I'll ask you about it. Scott Foster's officiating the Heat and the Knicks tonight. Scott Foster has, in 11 straight games that he's refereed the Heat, the Heat have lost. It sure looks like they're trying to get Game 7 back at Madison Square Garden. Bro, look, man, it's crazy and it's never going to change because we still watch the games. But the Heat have an 11-game losing streak when a certain official is calling their games. Scott Foster also has a similar streak when he's calling Chris Paul's games. The dude is obviously on the take, and we just don't do anything about it. Like, it's ridiculous, man. I'm not mad at it. I, I, I enjoy that. You can make a little bit of money knowing knowing the little things like that. But look, if you do something 11 times, it's no longer a mistake. It's a habit. So that and just to have those numbers, just to be able to see that type of stuff uh, and, and knowing that fixes in, man, put, put, your, put your Monopoly money down and, and see what happens. Usually you, you could go for that 12 straight that 12 straight time, especially if he's undefeated at 11 and 0. So uh, yeah, definitely expecting game, some game sevens all around. Like if you're gonna do that, at least like do it all the way and be Nick Patrick about it, right? Like I don't want subtle cheating. Like just go ahead and throw Jimmy Butler out at the opening tip for wearing the wrong color socks. Like let's make it. Let's go all the way, right? Oh, I was gonna drop in uh, an official name right there, but I'm not doing that. Not on, not on the air about the socks, but um, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm sure you've seen the, and I can't remember the guy's name that they they made a couple documentaries out of it. Donahue, Donahue. Um, how do you not? How do you not have like a committee that's looking out for things like that to be able to? It's hard to stop because it's hard to track. But at least if you're trending in that direction, maybe maybe make a change and. And not put Scott Foster in there to to and and, and at the end of the day that's maybe what they want you know they want more game seven more money more attendance more eyes on the uh, more eyes watching and it's, it's it's good for everybody. By the way, got a breaking news alert. Um, you're losing two nothing in your first game against LCO next year. The ball's just been put in play and they just made a layup. Not going there. <laughs> not going there at all. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about LSU, man. I can't remember if LSU had – well, no, I didn't talk to you about this because I was out sick last week. LSU gets the commitment from the second All-American in the portal, the young lady from DePaul. Um, dude, look, there are some people that are trying to, I think, outthink this and trying to talk about, oh, there's only one ball and there's too much talent, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's possible. I think LSU's building a machine that is going to dismantle everyone that they play because I look at it like this, D. I don't know how you guard them. You play man-to-man, they're going to isolate somebody one-on-one that's going to be able to dominate their matchup because nobody else is going to have five All-Americans on the floor. You play them zone, then guess what? Van Lith and, and you know uh, Michaela Williams and all those, they're going to shoot you out of it. I don't know how you guard this team, bro. They're going to score 100 points a game. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. And we referenced that to the old UConn teams of the past and even maybe a current UConn team. I know they had an off year last year uh, due to injury. But, you know, those type of teams with, you know, remember, like Rebecca Lobo and whenever they first started coming onto the scene, they only had one basketball. They figured it out. You got a good coach at the top of the, you know, at the, top of the food chain. Um, you're going to preach team basketball. And you don't think whenever a young lady signs with the type of team that LSU has now that, hey, look, I may not get – 30 shots a game. I may not get uh, 30 points a game, but I'm going to be part of one of the possibly one of the best teams that that's ever played college basketball. At least on paper, you got to you got to start talking about that. 
But you're talking about pressure on Dennis Allen. You're going to have that pressure on Kim Mulkey. And she's, I'm sure she's, she's more than capable and more than ready for that job. But, again, you start, you got that type of talent. You, you have to win, and you have to win convincingly. And it can't be – you can't um, play no-name state university and, and chip out there and win by 10 points. You got you to take care of business from the start. And I think she's – obviously, she's ready to do that coming off that national championship win and anxious to see if, uh, if LSU could go back-to-back. And she's definitely got Louisiana basketball specifically on the uh, women's side at a, at a point that – I don't, I don't. I haven't seen it in, in 20 years that, that I've been around the game, and it, it trickles down to the you know the third grader on the end of your bench for our bitty team or some or AAU team. They see that, and that's they see that it's possible, and they see that you can win locally, and it's uh it's awesome to be it's awesome to be a part of right now in uh, in, in the state of Louisiana. Well, I think that what we're going to learn a lot about it is the kids, right? I mean, you got Angel Reese, like she's a millionaire now, right? I mean, she's in you know Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and. She's got a deal where she got a free Mercedes Benz. I mean, like, she's a millionaire now. Um, and, and I think what we're going to learn, there are two types of personalities. There are people who have success and become content with the success that they've had. Or there are people, and this would be maybe the Michael Jordan mold of, who have success and immediately become dissatisfied by it and want more. So I'm curious to see, hey, in July, when it's, a random summer day in Baton Rouge. Will Angel Reese just be laying around and enjoying all that money she got? Or will she be in the gym running stadiums and shooting free throws? And I think we're gonna learn a whole lot about the kids, man. Yeah, that's a really, really good point that, that I didn't I didn't really think of as far as basketball. We kinda I mean we mentioned that a few times for football, but these kids are getting money that you know, probably their family for the majority of them, their family hasn't seen ever and they haven't seen ever. And how do you handle that? But I think LSU has done a tremendous job of having these folks specifically in that NIL department to help them manage that, help them manage the, not only the to get the deals, but then how to manage the money after that. Um, I, I just think that the reason that they're having success in football, basketball, and baseball is obviously because of NIL, but how do you deal with that? And I think them being able to help manage that, having that, I don't want to say they have a whole department, but, um, you know, just having those resources for those kids to be able to use is going to not only help the university, but help the kids out as well. So I think they'll do a good job of that, but at the same time, you got to have accountability for yourself. Like you said, you got all that money sitting in your bank account. Are you checking your bank account on your phone, or are you, are you going to get those extra sprints in to, to continue your career? That, that's, a, that's a great point. You know, it's going to be very um, interesting to see how that plays out. Let's talk some WWE, man. Look, you and I both said two Fridays when we had you on last, we were talking about how, you know, not altogether thrilled with the product. And, you know, things are kind of taking a little bit of a turn for the worse. And some of the stories have gotten stale. And, you know, you give Owens and Zayn the championship, and now all of a sudden they're not over anymore. They're not chasing. There's nothing to be excited about. But all that changed for me last Saturday. And I think that the crowd in Puerto Rico had a lot to do with that. The performers had a lot to do with that. Saturday's pay-per-view show was awesome. The crowd was wild. They were into it big. There were some good matches. It was very intriguing. And that's the weird thing about professional wrestling is that it could suck you out. It could suck you in. But, boy, when you see it and it's good, you're always going to be drawn to it when you got that bug. Saturday, my intentions, Damien, were to watch for five to ten minutes just to skim and fast-forward. It ended up sucking me in for the entire show, bro, and that's the beautiful thing about the sport that we all love. And that's why you continue to watch because you're just waiting for that moment. Oh, man, this can be good. This can be good. And we end up watching 
Seamus win 100 matches in a row just <laughs> to wait for that one that that one show that's going to topple everything, which was which was Saturday night. I think and you said it in a in a text we were going back and forth. I think a lot of that had to do with the crowds. I mean, they were up for everything, and then the booking for the Puerto Rican former Puerto Rican um, athletes, wrestlers, or entertainers, whatever you want to call them, um, to make their appearance. I mean, that was that was really really good booking. And probably some of the probably some of the best bookings. I mean, who who in who would have thought you'd have seen Savio Vega a couple of times on Saturday? Night? I, mean, I haven't seen that guy in thirty years, and it was it's good to bring back kind of that nostalgia. And then you hit a couple of different generations with Carlito coming back. Um, man, he looked he looked ripped. Uh, I've seen him on the indie scene before, but to see him there just looked like he's in his element. It was good to see, and I think it, you know a few of those matches. Um, Sometimes we feel, and I'm talking about you and I, I don't feel like the right person won, and I think they, I think the correct booking was there on Saturday night. I don't know how far that's going to go with uh, people that may or may not be in charge at the moment, but um, the folks that needed to win won, and obviously intrigued to see what's next with that with that uh, that powerhouse performance on Saturday. I didn't get a chance to watch Raw, so I don't, I don't know what happened, but did they advance anything or is anything new? Kind of started the uh, championship tournament for the working title, and uh, Cody was in a triple threat match, but he's in the tournament. Brock Lesnar came out and just destroyed him, so he got eliminated. He's not part of the tournament. So they advanced Brock and Cody. That's going to continue forward. Yeah, Raw was pretty good on Monday. For, for a Raw, it was actually a pretty good show. And I'm such a mark for a tournament, so I'm going to I'm all about I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to keep an eye on that because I'm all those king of the rings, and then I remember uh, when, when Warrior beat Hogan for – uh, the world, the the heavyweight title at WrestleMania six, and then they have to do the Intercontinental Tournament. Like I just that 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 presses all my buttons to to, to enjoy some some wrestling tournaments. Canelo Alvarez fought last weekend and feels like really nobody knew it was out in in Mexico. He beats John Ryder by uh, unanimous decision. Had a chance to watch some of that, and look, I don't know what it is. Like, is it just that? You know, kind of like we talked about with Angel Reese, is Canelo just rich and famous and doesn't love it as much? Is it, you know, hey, he's 32, he's fought a million times, is he just slowing down? Did he just not respect the opponent and knew that he could just kind of shadow box him? Canelo won decisively, but it just didn't, like he just looked a half a step slow. What do you think is going on there? Hey, so he's been professionally boxing since I believe he's 16 years old. Started out in Mexico, had a ton of fights before he came to the United States to, term, to, to continue his professional career. You said he's 32, so you start at 16. That's a lot of wear and tear. And he has not ducked anyone. He's fought the best of the best. He's been in there with legends. Uh, and he's been maybe not getting that the, the win, but he's been successful wholeheartedly. And uh, the, the wear and tear of the constant sparring, the constant training, and starting that, that young will take a toll on you. And I think that, that's what we're seeing. Uh, maybe he doesn't have the, the 100% reflexes that, that he's had, I want to say, in his prime. And look, I'm, I'm turning, I'm 39 now. Look, 32, 33. That you can tell, it's not always the same, uh, especially when you when you've taken that much of a beating your pretty much your entire life. So that, that's what we're seeing right now. Can he still be competitive? Absolutely, he's still one of the best in the world. But I wouldn't expect to see him at the levels to fight at the levels that we've seen him, uh, you know, four to five years ago, and we've seen that in his in his last handful of fights that he he's just not at that. He's just he doesn't have that top top gear anymore. Or if he does, he's just he's not showing. He's kind of just been going through the motions. 
You know what's crazy, D, is that we're one weekend away from Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko, which is a big-time prize fight between two really good fighters. But most boxing news sites instead have the latest gossip about Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, which is going to be August the 5th, 2023. Bro, I know we've talked about this at times on these Friday interviews. Can't be good for the sport that like two prize fighters are getting overshadowed by a circus fight that's happening two months from now, man. Like, that's not good. That's not healthy. I think that's just the – I'll call them the weekend warriors. They're not the boxing purist fans that are that are doing that. And sometimes they're the loudest. But, um, I mean, a couple of big-time fights in the past couple of weeks, and they've, they've made mainstream news and mainstream media. Um, I, it, it, I don't think it's bad for the sport because it's bringing more eyes, which creates more fans whenever you see – uh, the the sweet science in its in its 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 rightful form, and not the 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 Logan or Jake Paul form. Um, but there's there's space for that. I mean, there's space for these side shows. It's like a if you got a three ring circus, you got the main the, the main ring. You still got the other two rings that are that are still getting eyeballs on it. There's there's place for that, and I don't think it's I don't think it's overtaking any of the actual skilled boxers and skilled performers that that are making just as much money as these YouTubers and whatnot, but it's it's crazy to see that the YouTubers are making so much money um, whenever folks are doing this from eight years old and perfecting their craft or in the amateur ranks and the, the small gyms and the you know the small event centers and having to work their way up. And one guy goes and make an Uncle Pizza YouTube video, and apparently he's fighting on, on uh, his own <laughs> network. And it's just... It's, it's it's hard to swallow, but at the same time, that, that's the niche, and that's what people are people are watching. Obviously, it's on television, and it's being uh, broadcasted worldwide. So there's a space for it, but I just don't think it's going to ever overtake the actual sweet science because there's just some about watching two guys that have been, you know, fighting for a decade that have perfected their craft, going at it, and opposed to just a guy that eats pizza on YouTube. Lomachenko and Haney. Lomachenko was supposed to sort of take over the sport, got a late start, got thrown into a 12-round fight in his second fight. Uh, then recently had a setback in 2020, lost to Lopez. Haney's undefeated, 29-0. and Who would you favor in that fight? Haney's the hottest prospect in boxing. Or I want to say prospect. He's the hottest fighter in boxing. Mm-hmm. He's got so much momentum behind him. Um, dominating performances as of late in fights that were maybe a pick uh, type of type of deal. I think he's he, he's it's his it's his world right now, and he knows it. Um, Got it. Like I said, just like we said, man, been fighting since he's since he's young. Um, and he started out, you know, he one of his I think his fourth or fifth fight was in at the casino in Baton Rouge. So some locals may have got a chance to watch him. I was lucky enough to see him, and you could tell at that point this guy's going to be special. And to see what he's doing now, not a surprise. And he takes his craft serious. I, I just think Lomachenko may. Again, kind of the same deal. He's had a ton of fights, and you talk about a championship fight in the second fight. That's because of his amateur credentials, and he may have, uh, you know, guys like that are fighting in fights like that in early in their career for a reason. Uh, you know, may not have a long, decade long career, but I think it's Haney's time, and I think I think it'll be a competitive fight. But I think Haney's just he's at the top of his game right now. Well, D, the score's now four nothing. I let you go call a timeout. Thanks so much for the time. Have a wonderful weekend, buddy. I'll make sure I wear the right color on the shirt. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. As Damien St. Pierre doing an excellent job, as always. We like to give him some good-natured ribbon. Can't wait to see some of those boxing matches that we talked about. Also can't wait to watch SmackDown tonight as we kind of further advance those storylines. Let's catch a break when we get back. 
We'll talk about my 76ers. <laughs> Had it on a silver platter. Gagged it away. And now tomorrow their season will get ended by the Boston Celtics. It's such a James Harden thing to do. We'll talk about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. If you put a stack of $100 bills and a piece of wood in front of a Formosan termite, what would it eat? Both. They're swarming here and they're hungry. Call those local experts, the Bayou Boys at Terminex. They can treat your home and save you thousands of dollars in damage. Don't let Formosan termite teach you out of house and home. Call Terminex today. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions, These benefits may be available, and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare Benefits Line now. It's easy. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-810-8655. Does your child need a little extra help reading? The Steve Carter Literacy Tutoring Program offers $1,000 in digital tutoring vouchers for eligible public school students in grades K through 5. Give your child the support they need to succeed in reading and writing. For more information, visit louisianatutoringinitiative.com. This advertisement is sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Education. Just nauseating. Yesterday was just a nauseating night for me last night. Nauseating. 
Watching my Philadelphia 76ers play the Boston Celtics in game six of the Eastern Conference semifinals. And for the first quarter and a half, you just weren't ready to play. <laughs> just, just blatantly weren't ready to play. Then middle of the second quarter, you get your head out of your ass and you actually play well. You cut the deficit to seven and a half time. You control the third quarter. Take a lead going to the fourth quarter. And one of two things happened. A, Doc Rivers coached the game like a loser. You've got blood in the water, Doc. You're up two going to the fourth quarter. There's no rest for Joel Embiid. There's no... You play the bench for the first two, three minutes of the quarter. That's the stuff you do in the regular season, right? That's the stuff that you do in, when it's December and it's the third game in four nights and you don't really care if you win or you lose. That's the stuff you do in the middle of the year. But that's what Philly did last night. And look, it didn't really even hurt them that bad, right? Because Boston was every bit as sluggish as they were and we got to like the six-minute mark and it was still a tie game. Was beside the point. While Boston was scuffling and was begging to quit and was begging to go home, you gave them a life raft and said, here, buddy, I'll pull you in. It's not over yet. If Philadelphia would have pushed all in right there and would have stepped on their throat, they would have been up 9 to 10 points. The game would have been over. So Doc Rivers happened last night in the beginning stages of the fourth quarter. Then in the ending stages of the fourth quarter, it was a Philadelphia team that just was too cowardly to win. It's a Philadelphia team that is so afraid to hurt someone's feelings that they're incapable of winning at the highest level. Harden is afraid to step on Embiid's toes. Embiid's afraid to demand the ball. Maxi don't know what the hell. He's just throwing up wild shots. The offense was a mess because no one wanted to assert themselves and say, all right, y'all get on my back. Let's ride on home. <clears throat> so now you got a 76er team that is going back to Boston, and here's what's going to happen. It'll be a usual game seven to start. Both teams will struggle a little bit offensively because the guys are nervous. About the middle of the second quarter, Boston will get a little lead. They'll carry that lead into halftime. Third quarter, Boston will make the first run. They'll go up double digits. Then Philadelphia will quit, and Boston will blow them out in the fourth quarter. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm sitting here Monday bragging about Philadelphia proving me wrong, but I've seen this movie too many times. And it's the biggest concern that you have when you build a team and a roster around Joel Embiid and James Harden is that it's two guys who, in postseason time, are capable of playing at a high level, but who just don't do it consistently enough to instill any sort of confidence that it's what's going to happen. So you got game seven of that series coming up. Remember I told you yesterday, don't count out the teams that are down 3-2 because they're all capable of coming back. There you go. I think you got at least one of those teams that will come back. Last night, the Nuggets embarrassed the Phoenix Suns last night, blew them out of the water. Um, the Suns were without Chris Paul. I think they were better without Chris Paul, but were, were without Chris Paul and still got blasted. They were without Aiton, who just decided he didn't feel like playing anymore and had a phony rib injury that he decided was going to sideline him. And the Nuggets beat him 125 to 100. Jokic had 32 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, and was terrific. 13 of 18 from the field. The Suns didn't have an answer. 
Kevin Durant looked old. He was terrible in the first half, played better in the second half, 8 of 19 shooting. Booker, 4 of 13 shooting. Cameron Payne, 12 of 16 from the field, made seven threes for a Suns team that ends their season a couple wins short of where they were hoping to go. Tonight in the NBA, you got Scott Foster. It's so embarrassing that that we allow this to happen as NBA fans and we still continue to watch these games. The Miami Heat have lost 11 games in a row that Scott Foster has officiated. 11 in a row. Along the same token, there was a similar losing streak, even a longer losing streak involving Chris Paul with Scott Foster, spanning multiple teams. You got dudes at the NBA who are just blatantly fixing the games. And we know about it. It's talked about on the internet. We know what's happening. But nothing is done to stop it. That's not okay. Like, that's not okay. Scott Foster tonight is going to make every 50-50 call go the way of the Knicks. Will it be enough for New York to actually win in Miami? I don't know. Probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But just the fact that we know that it's happening and the league knows that it's happening and nothing is being done to stop it from happening is unhealthy for the sport. It's an NBA that has already once had a betting scandal with Tim Donahue. Go and watch some of those YouTube interviews and documentaries and different things that have been done and said about that. Go watch that. You're a conspiracy theorist. You watch the NFL Sunday say, oh, man, all the games are rigged. I usually kind of roll my eyes at those people. But you watch that Donahue stuff, boy, maybe all of this stuff is part of a bigger plan. But some of that stuff shady as hell. You got that at 6.30 tonight, and then you got the Warriors, who are the luckiest team in NBA history. Taking on the Lakers with Anthony Davis. I don't root for the Lakers. I hope the Lakers put the Warriors out tonight. I'm tired of seeing the Warriors. I'm tired of hearing about the Warriors. I'm tired of watching them set illegal screens. I'm tired of watching them hit people in the face. And at that this point, I'm willing to say intentionally hurt people because, look, at some point, it's not a coincidence, right? James Harden faced them in a series four or five years ago, got punched in the face by Draymond Green, had an eye that was swollen shut that he had to play with for the rest of the series. Anthony Davis gets hit in the face, has to get wheelchaired out. At some point, it's always the same team that's hitting the other team in the face. At some point, it's not an accident anymore, right? At some point, there's some sort of strategic intent there that's allowing this to keep happening. I hope the Lakers beat Golden State for a couple of reasons. A, I'm tired of the Warriors, and B, I'm tired of logging on to Twitter every day and seeing Pelican fans talk noise about all these other teams in the playoffs. I'm tired of seeing Pelican fans talk noise about Anthony Davis. You lost that trade. The Lakers won a championship with Anthony Davis. You're not going to win a championship with Brandon Ingram. You're not going to win a championship with the all-bruh draft picks that you got. You're not going to win a championship. They won the trade. Sit up on your high horse talking noise about every other team. You didn't even make the playoffs, bruh. You were in first place in December and were so worried about being in first place in December and having everybody see that you were in first place in December that you didn't even make the damn playoffs at all. You just gave up. Oh, bro, we got some guys that are hurt. Find me a team in the NBA that didn't have some guys that were hurt. Lakers played half the damn season without LeBron and Anthony Davis. They made it. Why didn't you? 
Hope the Lakers move forward. Tired of reading that garbage on my social media every day. Got some betting picks that I'll give to you guys, then we'll wrap up today's show. In the world of the NBA today, we like over 207.5 for Miami and New York. Scott Foster, baby. He's going to get the teams in the bonus. We shoot a lot of free throws. I like over in that game. Not touching the Lakers and the Warriors. I don't trust either team. Tomorrow, I like Philly plus seven against Boston. Um, MLB. We got, I like the Mariners over the Tigers today with Marco, excuse me, with Marco Gonzalez on the mound. Today, I like Atlanta minus 150 money line with Spencer Strider on the mound to beat the Blue Jays. Like under 11 runs for the Red Sox and the Cardinals. Astros minus 148 money line over the White Sox. And give me the Brewers minus one and a half run line over the Kansas City Royals. Those are the ones that we like today in the world of Major League Baseball. We want to thank everybody for listening. Let's thank our sponsors, man. Let's go to the sponsor sheet. Thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. Our play-by-play sponsors are the Blue Boot Foundation. We thank them so much for their support. They're doing an outstanding job. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priorita, located on Highway 3235 in Cutoff, and Dufresne Building Materials. Come experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. Sports Corner tomorrow, 10 o'clock, and then we've got another week's of play-by-plays tomorrow, or, or Monday, rather. We'll be talking about at least one local team who won a state championship. Hopefully, we'll be talking about Ascension Catholic winning it and Berwick winning it. Hopefully, it'll be a banner day for our, our area and the surrounding areas. Have a great rest of the weekend, you guys. God bless. If you're getting off of work early today, please be safe. Enjoy yourselves. All that good stuff. Y'all take care. Be back Monday. As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of LaRose Incorporated, also known as KLED, 1600 AM, also known as the Ragin' Cajun, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We are not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled, or if a business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for 30 days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up prizes within 30 days. You may also pick up most prizes at our studio office, 11603 Highway 308, LaRose. Thank you for listening.